Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Up uh, east after Route 29, Washington Boulevard with the left lane getting by. Let's head over to uh, Montgomery County, upper Montgomery County, actually Frederick County, to I-270 North. Before Route 80, Urbana, we had one losing control of his vehicle and hitting the guardrail or jersey wall on the left side. We also had a debris field rolling around in the right lane, so stay in the center of the roadway to get by. Authorities are on the way. The WTOP Traffic Center is presented by Window Nation. Pay no interest for five years. On your new windows, visit windownation.com. Rick McClure, WTOP Traffic. The forecast of the News First Alert Chief Meteorologist, Veronica Johnson. This evening, overnight, early tomorrow, some very light rain showers will be moving through, isolated in nature, and there could be a few snowflakes at times mixing in and melting. No impacts to any roads expected. Temperatures will be starting out in the 30s, will rise into the mid-40s for Wednesday afternoon as skies clear. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist, Veronica Johnson, in the First Alert Weather Center. 39 degrees at 1159. You're listening to WTOP, Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Hello there. I'm Ian Crawford. Coming up. An FBI agent detailing the moment she says two men carjacked her at gunpoint. I'm Cheyenne Curran. More details emerging about that deadly explosion at a house in Arlington Monday night. The man at the center of the Arlington explosion had a history of filing complaints with the FBI. I'm Nick Ainelli. Maryland announces the first corridors targeted in its pedestrian safety action plan. In Hyattsville, I'm John Doman. Thanks for bringing us along. It's officially Wednesday, 12 midnight. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Christopher Cruz. The Senate has approved the nominations of about 425 military officers whose promotions were blocked for months by Alabama Republican Senator Tommy Tuberville. Tuesday, he said he'd lifted the hold, except for four-star generals and admirals. CBS News military consultant and retired Army Colonel Jeff McCausland said the hold did damage. This action probably encouraged a large number of senior officers, colonels, who were thinking about staying in, as well as other general officers, to consider retirement as opposed to staying on active duty as they perceive this as a further example of efforts in the Congress and the Senate to politicize U.S. military. The FBI has sent a bulletin to law enforcement agencies nationwide warning that terrorists could attack the U.S. in retaliation for its support of Israel during the war in Gaza. More from CBS's Catherine Herridge. On Capitol Hill, a stark warning from the FBI chief. I've never seen a time where all the threats or so many of the threats are all elevated all at exactly the same time. With the spike in threats since the war began, the intelligence report warns civilian casualties in Gaza or the increased presence of U.S. military forces in direct support of Israel will likely be exploited by terrorist groups. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu says his soldiers will maintain control over the Gaza Strip long after the war with Hamas ends. More on that from CBS's Chris Libsey in Jerusalem. The last time Israel occupied the Gaza Strip up until 2005, that meant It had to evict settlers. Um, This time around, Netanyahu isn't talking about sending settlers back. 
into the Gaza Strip. So that's at least one major difference between what one might interpret as occupation. Film and television actors have approved the three-year contract their union leaders reach with studios, says CBS's Jennifer Kuyper. 78% approval from the members of SAG-AFTRA was no certainty, with some prominent members voicing dissent on the deal. The union's sticking points included pay, pension and health contributions, and AI protections. The actors were out on strike for four months. A judge in Wisconsin has ruled that an 1849 law, which had been interpreted as a near-total ban on abortions, actually doesn't apply to abortions at all. More from reporter Bruce Marcus. The law was challenged in court by Governor Tony Evers and Attorney General Josh Call, who argued it was obsolete after a 1985 law that permitted abortions. This case will likely wind up in the state Supreme Court. New York will hold a special election February 13th to fill the seat George Santos held until he was kicked out of the House. Candidates for the district will be chosen by party leaders. This is CBS News. Make the hiring process work for you. With Indeed's end-to-end hiring solution, you can attract, interview, and hire candidates all from one place. Start at Indeed.com slash credits. 12.03, Wednesday morning, December 6th, 2023, 39 degrees showers, maybe a snowflake mixed in, lows in the 30s. Hello there, I'm Ian Crawford, top local story we're following this hour. Breaking news on WTOP. One of the people, police say it was involved in a carjacking of an FBI agent in Northeast D.C. last week, has been arrested. 17-year-old Devontae Lynch is being charged as an adult for carjacking an FBI agent on November 29th in the 100 block of 12th Street Northeast. According to court documents, the woman FBI agent was approached from behind, knocked to the ground, and then became disoriented. The victim then says, while laying on her back, a gun was pointed at her and her keys and phone were taken. She also says her lip was cut during a brief struggle for her items. The suspect's car was found only 15 minutes later nearby. Through an anonymous tip and witness at Lynch's school, police were able to identify Lynch and arrest him in his home on Monday. The search for the second suspect continues. Cheyenne Corrent, WTOP News. It's trouble four. Now back to Arlington County and the latest on that house explosion in the heart of the Bluemont neighborhood Monday night. Arlington County Police have identified the man inside the house as 56-year-old James Yu. They say he was the only person inside the duplex when it exploded. Police say they were called to the house on North Burlington Street on 445 Monday afternoon for the report of gunshots. On-scene investigation revealed that a male suspect discharged a flare-type gun from the residence more than 30 times. Officers attempted to engage with the suspect without success. A search warrant was ultimately obtained to allow our officers to secure any weapons to ensure there would be no ongoing threat to the community. That's Arlington County Police Chief Andy Penn. Officers eventually ended up breaking down the front door after a four-hour standoff and deploying what police called non-flammable chemical munitions to try and coax you out of this hiding spot. The house exploded around 8.30, shattering home and car windows and injuring several Arlington County police officers. They had minor injuries what led to that explosion still under investigation. Arlington County Police say they are also looking into several concerning media posts, social media posts that James Yu made, and we're learning that Yu was not a stranger to federal authorities. 
WTOP's Nick Ionelli with those details. James Yu, the man who lived at the house that exploded, had contacted the FBI several times through phone calls, online tips, and letters, claiming that he was the victim of fraud. Yu was an unusual person who had a history of posting paranoid rants on social media. Arlington County police say they don't know much about him, only that neighbors had complained a couple of times about too much noise coming from his house. Melissa Hernandez lives nearby. She says the house always had the windows covered with paper. It was a house that was known to be a strange place. Yeah, it was, especially for this neighborhood where there's a lot of character and a lot of neighbor interaction and friendliness, and no one ever saw anyone from that house. Oh, you actually never saw him ever? Nope, I've never seen him him. I would see the car there most times, but um, nothing, nothing ever in or out of the house. In Arlington, Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. It's 12.06. Fatal crashes and pedestrian fatalities are on the rise this year in Maryland. Yesterday, state transportation leaders announced where some much-needed improvement will start as its pedestrian safety action plan takes shape. We could see more than 600 roadway fatalities by the end of this year. That's a number that we haven't seen since 2007. Joe McAndrew is MDOT's Assistant Secretary for Planning and Project Development, and he notes fatal pedestrian crashes this year have already surpassed last year's total. It's imperative that we put the action in the Pedestrian Safety Action Plan. There are 23 corridors around the state slated for improvements under this action plan, including a stretch of east-west highway in Hyattsville in New Hampshire Avenue from the Beltway into Langley Park. The improvements will vary by need, but could include reduced speed limits, narrower lanes, restrictions on where you can turn, and other options. The first to be completed should be along New Hampshire Avenue. In Hyattsville, John Dome in WTOP News. Same council, new leadership at the top, though. Montgomery County Council member Andrew Friedson has been elected to serve as the council president. His district includes Potomac, Bethesda, and Kensington. He made clear that the county's public education system will be closely monitored. Along with two new inspector general positions dedicated exclusively to MCPS. We will work with state partners, the Office of Legislative Oversight, and the Board of Education to ensure accountability for investments in educational outcomes. Friedson suggests there might be some belt tightening in the future, noting the county has unprecedented needs and finite resources. Coming up on WTOP after traffic and weather. In money news, some good news for potential home buyers. It's 1208. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Sons. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Rick McClure in the traffic center. Through the district, good on the freeway, the 295s, and the Maryland or at the D.C. side of the Suitland Parkway, all traveling well. Send over to Virginia, I-95. You're back at speed, traveling south near the Dale City truck scales. The crash from last hour was cleared from the right side. We also have a work zone set up southbound near the uh, Dale City exit, 156. That blocks the left lane. Another work zone set up near uh, Quantico, also on the southbound side with a buy. Work zones elsewhere through Virginia, 395 North. Work after Etzel Road has the right lane getting by. 66, work inside the Beltway through Arlington. Set up along both sides at Route 29 with the right lane getting by east and the left lane getting by west. There's also work zones set up east after Route 29 Washington Boulevard with the left lane getting by. Set over to Maryland, work zone long. Standing work zone through Hanover along the eastbound side of Route 100 at Coca-Cola Drive blocking the left lane. Route 50 to the Bay Bridge, work closing the eastbound span. Two-way traffic along the westbound side, no delay. 95 BW Parkway, doing fine. I-270 north before Route 80 toward Urbana. Had a vehicle that lost control last report and hit the Jersey Wall on the left side, and that's where it stands. We also had a debris field 
along the right side. So uh, stay in the center of the roadway to get by. Authorities are there and not sure if they've cleared that debris field from the left side. But stay there and uh, make sure the police are escorting you through. The Beltway still traveling well through Maryland with work on the inner loop of the Legion Bridge, taking the left lane. Want to test drive an electric car? Plug into fitsmall.com and find your electric ride today. Check out the Subaru Solterra, Hyundai Ioniq, or Toyota BZ4X at fitsmall.com. That's Fitzway. Rick McClure, WTOP Traffic. 2-7 News First Alert Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson. A few isolated to scattered rain showers here early this morning. There may be a few wet snowflakes mixing in, albeit melting on the way down. Any accumulation with snow would be in the higher elevations just along and west of I-81. Temperatures here early this morning will be starting out in the 30s. We'll top out in the mid-40s for the afternoon with partly sunny skies. Dry for Thursday, also up to about 45 degrees. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. 37 in Leesburg, 40 in Bowie. It's 41 at Georgetown, brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on Long Fence, decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest financing. Terms and conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. Money news at 10 and 40 past the hour with Larry Kofsky. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. Toll Brothers is feeling the squeeze from high mortgage rates. The home builder reported fewer than expected orders in its latest quarter, even as they jumped 72% from a year ago. Earnings beat forecasts. Mortgage rates have fallen from their peak in recent weeks. The Mortgage Bankers Association will report this morning on whether rates have continued to fall this week and on whether more people are applying for loans. After the pandemic prevented people from meeting and falling in love, Signet Jeweler says love trends are returning to normal. The owner of Jared, Kay, and Zales is forecasting more engagements and more demand for engagement rings. Three Disney movies that were denied a theatrical debut during the pandemic are finally getting one. Pixar's Soul, Turning Red, and Luca will be released in theaters next year after they debuted mainly on Disney+. Plus. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Larry Kofsky on WTOP. Still to come this morning, a look inside the chaotic response to last year's deadly Texas school shooting. It's 12-12. Make holiday magic this year with something beautiful and timeless. From Diamonds Direct, a stunning eternity band, a pair of classic diamond stud earrings, something new and eye-catching from a world-class designer, or maybe you're looking for that perfect engagement ring or a fabulous timepiece. At Diamonds Direct, we have the perfect gifts for the season, starting at around $300. Come and let our experts help you pick out that headliner gift. Or for some fabulous ideas, see the online seasonal gift guide now at DiamondsDirect.com. You can even chat now with a virtual assistant for the ultimate convenience. Whether you connect online or in person, you're guaranteed to get the extraordinary value, ironclad warranties, and white glove service Diamonds Direct is known for. And to help make your purchase even more affordable, we've got special financing so you can spread out your payments. Visit our showrooms now in Tyson's Corner and now open in Rockville off Rockville Pike. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. It's 1213. United Bank has a long history of safe, sound, and secure banking practices, providing customers in our region peace of mind for decades. This commitment earned United Bank the title of most trustworthy bank in America by Newsweek this year. With a responsive team, local decision-making, and personal service, 
United Bank is proud to be the community bank of the nation's capital and the most trustworthy bank in America. To learn more, visit bankwithunited.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Do you have a vehicle that your family no longer needs? Send it on its next adventure by donating it to Melwood. Donating is fast, free, and easy. Melwood accepts vehicles in any condition. Give before December 31st and qualify for a 2023 tax deduction. Call today and have your car picked up as early as tomorrow. To get started, call 1-877-MELWOOD or visit melwood.org forward slash radio. That's 1-877-MELWOOD or melwood.org forward slash radio. Still to come this morning? The Smith Center hosts an overtime thriller between local schools and how the Nationals won the MLB draft lottery but won't pick first overall. Sports in 10 minutes on WTOP. If you think you have a problem with your roof, don't climb on top of it to take a look. It's dangerous, and if you're like me, you won't know what you're looking at anyway. That's why you need a roof expert, one you know you can trust. Hi, it's Chris Core. I trust Roofmasters. I have for 20 years. I know the owner personally, and I've seen the quality of his work on my own home. His prices are always very fair. In fact, he encourages you always to get three estimates for any roofing work. But just make sure one of the three is from Roofmasters. How honest is that? Look, there are a lot of roofing companies out there, big, small, national, and local, and it can get overwhelming. But it doesn't have to be. When you need quality roofing at a fair price, write this name down, Roofmasters. Their phone is 301-230-ROOF, 301-230-ROOF, online at Roofmasters.com. And always remember, with Roofmasters, the proof is in the roof. 301-230-ROOF. Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts matter. It's 1215. I'm Ian Crawford. Glad we could get together for for Wednesday morning, I should say. It's been a little more than 18 months since the deadly shootings at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas. 19 children and two of their teachers died in one of the worst school massacres in American history. The police response on that May afternoon was filled with chaos. We still don't know the findings of a state investigation into what took officers so long to take down the gunman. But Frontline, along with ProPublica and the Texas Tribune, have aired a new documentary based on a large volume of information ranging from interviews with officers to 911 calls. Loemi Creel is a reporter for ProPublica and Texas Tribune's investigative unit, and she joined us to talk more about the officers' reactions on that day. We did try to talk to the officers that were there. They did not respond, but we did have, as you said, access to an incredible amount of investigative material that was shared with us through a confidential source. So that includes going through interviews that the officers themselves gave to investigators after the shooting, more than 150 interviews that we went through, as well as obviously speaking to children, teachers, and families. What jumps out is just really this incredible contrast between the children, both in their interviews with investigators and with us, told us that they followed what they had been taught, which is basically, you know, if you can't run, hide and stay quiet. And that's what they did versus the officers who were taught to essentially stop the killing, stop the dying. If you know someone is hurt, go inside as soon as possible, did not, for the most part, follow their training. And in fact, because everything was so silent in that wing, because the children were following their training, they actually thought there was no one in there for quite a significant amount of time. Why hasn't and what have you learned about why the state hasn't released its investigation yet? 
So we are part of a coalition of news organizations that have actually sued the state to get just basic information, 911 calls, things that are typically released for these types of incidents. And they have denied us because they have cited in part an ongoing criminal probe by the ULD district attorney. So this information that we are releasing now is really the fullest account that anyone has had of what happened that day in the absence of the state continuing to deny that information to the public or even release any of their findings. Loemi Creel is a reporter for ProPublica and the Texas Tribune and the documentary Inside the Uvalde Response now available on pbs.org slash frontline and on the PBS app. Now to the top stories we're working on this morning at WTOP. The man who died in that home explosion in Arlington, identified by police. He had some actions with the XP, the, with interactions, I should say, with the FBI. Congress grills a handful of university presidents on their efforts to counter anti-Semitism on campus amid the Israel-Hamas war. Stay close to the to us for more details on these stories in the minutes ahead. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Rick McClure at the traffic center. Starting on the Capitol Beltway. Still traveling well for the most part this early morning hours through Maryland and uh, Virginia. Work on the underloop at the Legion Bridge. Not causing any delay at all. Taking the left lane. I-270 north before uh, Route 80 toward Urbana. Had a vehicle that lost control last hour and hit the Jersey Wall along the left side. And that's where it stands. The cleanup is underway. Authorities are there. And so state of the right to get by the debris should be cleared from that right lane and on the shoulder as I speak. 95, the BW Parkway, nothing happening on those stretches uh, through Prince George's and Howard Counties. Route 50 to the Bay Bridge, work closing the eastbound span, two-way traffic along the westbound side. Long-term work zone over uh, through land or Hanover uh, the, uh, along the eastbound side of Route 100 at Coca-Cola Drive. That blocks the left lane. On the Virginia side, 66-3 work zone set up inside the Beltway. Arlington set up along both sides of Route 29, Roslyn. Right lane getting by east and the left lane getting by west. Work zone set up after Route 29, Washington Boulevard with the left lane getting by. I-95 through Virginia, there's a work zone set up southbound before the Dale City exit. That blocks the left lane and another work zone set up before Quantico with the left lane getting by. Rick McClure, WTOP Traffic. Let's get into that Wednesday forecast now from 7 News First Alert Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson. Early morning dampness with a few rain showers and even a few wet snowflakes mixing in. I do expect this uh, to come to an end by around 7, 8 o'clock this morning, so right around sunrise. Now, we are going to see skies clear. We're going to turn partly sunny later today with temperatures pushing into the mid-40s. Right now, though, you got to deal with the chill. We're in the 30s. We do Another repeat with temperatures similar for Thursday, topping out at about 45 degrees with dry conditions, dry for Friday. But wow, it's going to be mild, close to 60 degrees, close to 62 on Saturday with partly sunny skies. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. 40 in Ashburn, 40 in District Heights, already 39 in Rockville. And coming up on WTOP, another hat flies into the ring to be Virginia's next governor. It's 1221. Here's Jim Blankenhorn. Senior Vice President, Environment and Security at Amentum, in the new series, Top Voices, Creating a Safer, Smarter, Cleaner World, sponsored by Amentum. When we talk about energy infrastructure, there's a lot of common terms that are used to describe the requirements, the expectations. So things like affordability, we talk about sustainability, we talk about dependability and redundancy, and we also talk about reliability and resilience. To hear more of this interview, visit federalnewsnetwork.com, search Amentum. 
At Amentum, we solve the world's most complex challenges. When the U.S. military accelerates hypersonics technology. When our nation safely remediates and cleans up nuclear waste. When the DOD modernizes digital systems. When smart and scalable clean energy is essential. When unmanned systems require enhanced capabilities. Amentum is there. Creating better outcomes for a safer, smarter, cleaner world. Amentum. Solving what's next. Learn more at Amentum.com. It's 1222. Hailstorms can cause widespread damage to one's home. After these storms, dishonest contractors show up hoping to make a quick buck from your insurance claim. They'll promise anything if they can get you to sign a contract, collect your payment in advance, and ultimately do no work at all. Avoid being the victim of contractor fraud. Get estimates from at least three contractors. Check references and remember, if you didn't request it, reject it. To report fraud, call us at 1-800-TELL-NICB. This is a public service message from the National Insurance Crime Bureau. You have a plan for the day, right? But that usually changes by lunchtime. Then changes again before dinner. It's the same with breaking news. New information just coming in. We're just getting word. Breaking developments from Capitol Hill this morning. Don't miss what's happening in the Washington region. Keep up with the changes. Check back with WTOP for the latest two, three, four times a day. WTOP News. Facts matter. This is WTOP News. It's 1223. Campaign 2025 on WTOP. Richmond's mayor has announced he's running for governor of Virginia just a day ago, and he's already getting endorsements. LeVar Stoney is getting backing from 10 current and former members of the state's General Assembly. They include Senate President Pro Tem Luis Lucas, who's about to become chair of the powerful Senate Budget Committee, and Senator Mamie Locke. Chair of the Senate Democratic Caucus. Congresswoman Abigail Spanberger has already announced that she is running for the Democratic nomination for governor. Republican incumbent Glenn Youngkin cannot run because of a state law that bans consecutive terms. The long-awaited extension of the Rhode Island Avenue trolley trail in Hyattsville is finally complete. The new 10-foot-wide, half-mile paved path stretches from Farragut Street South to Armin Trout Drive. Joe McAndrew, MDOT Assistant Secretary for Transportation, says the path will also improve safety and accessibility. It's a critical connection uh, connecting the town of Hyattsville, College Park, uh, to many trail connections that will take you into the District of Columbia and throughout the state of Maryland. Hyattsville Mayor Robert Crossan says the trail's already popular, but the expansion will allow even more people to use it. We have businesses that um, are served by the trail. So people can ride their bikes, they can walk to the businesses. Oh, it's great. Cheyenne Curran, WTLP News. How much does it cost to rename a school? Lee Burden with Fairfax County Public Schools told the school board there this week that it's usually around $300,000. But she says renaming W.T. Woodson High could cost less. $0.1 million is proposed as a placeholder to be allocated for costs of renaming the Woodson High School. That's because a lot of things there already say wooden. Of Woodson, I should say, and they won't have to be replaced. The county is considering paying for the change by using money from grants and excess sales tax revenue. The board voted to change the name from to Carter G. Woodson High School last month after it was revealed the former school's former namesake was a segregationist. Sport 25 and 55. Powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Here's Rob Woodfork. The best game of the local college basketball slate was in Foggy Bottom. He was a double-digit underdog at George Washington, but he raced a 12-point deficit to force overtime, and it was the Revs who finished the job. Bishop will drive. Oh, the glass! Yeah. Oh, 
spectacular shot by James Bishop the fourth. Are you kidding me? Byron Kerr with a call on Monumental Network. GW a 79-77 winner to stay undefeated at home and keep the midship.